And now, a Raw Dog Comedy special presentation of The Verzi Effect with Paul Verzi. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and I'm doing a very special, special Verzi Effect from uh, Sirius XM Radio. Uh, Raw Dog Channel, uh, 99, and um, I'm excited about today. Um, there was a lot of shitty things that happened uh, yeah. this this week. Uh, what are we, uh, four days removed from the Kobe Bryant tragedy, and uh, I, I just, I'm a sports guy, so there's definitely some stuff there I want to talk about. I want to obviously talk about comedy. I have two guests, um, one coming on in a bit. Right now, I'm sitting with uh, a man that I dined with. <laughs> I had one of the best meals of my life with this guy. I talked about it on the, a previous um, Verzi effect, but Kevin Ryan, who opened for me and did a fantastic job when we were in Texas together, right? Yeah, Houston. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for having me. No, man. this is awesome. No worries. Happy Kevin to be is, here. is from Philadelphia. Um, where, and I'm going to get right into it because I've been bothered by it and it's been on my mind, but where, Kobe Bryant from, sure, from Philadelphia. Yeah, from, yeah, Lower Marion. And I'm trying to think to myself, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I'm, I'm going to try to make, try to make something funny out of this, but I'm trying to think to myself, why do I care the way I care? Sure. Right? Like I've been, I've been, I've been fucking hurting, right? My son's into basketball. I'm into sports. I've watched Kobe growing up. I'm just thinking like, why is this hitting me? Like if my mother called me up. And was like, you know, your uncle died. I'd be like, he's an alcoholic. Of course he died. Yeah, you yeah, know, like yeah. I would be. Well, I mean, I would be. I don't have. Not that I have an uncle sure. that's an alcoholic. We I'm all not, do, Paul. But, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> that's Uncle yeah, Mike. Everybody knows Uncle everybody, Mike. Yeah. But it's because your uncle didn't do shit. Sure. That's, of that's really yeah, like yeah, yeah, I yeah. think. I think what this guy did and watching the way he was just. How many guys had this tenacious thing? Yeah. I say who? Jeter. Brady? There's a couple, yeah. There's a couple. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, you got Jordan, Brady. And I was listening to Steven Jackson talk, and he was like, listen, I know a lot of guys get upset with me for saying this. Some guys don't give a shit. Some guys just get a check. Yeah. Guys don't care about winning. Sure, if you course. get, a, If you get a, I mean, listen, Dwight Howard got like a hundred something million dollars. That guy checked out. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, there. I, I think I, I've, I what I love now is the stories coming out about about his work ethic about his you know like all like these people that played against him are like oh dude he was in the gym for 19 hours right. straight like all <laughs> that shit yeah it's awesome no I mean the guy would the guy would have a, a play a full Laker game mm -hmm. and then they'd say he was in a gym at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah he's a lunatic and they were like what's wrong with you and he mm -hmm. would be like oh, I missed like that shot in the third quarter you know and it's just like that's yeah. the difference yeah. and I think that that's why seeing that but what really really hits is the is the daughter situation that's yeah and um, but the nice thing is seeing all the nice tributes Shaquille O'Neal's tributes and and yeah. all these different things um and uh, apparently you know this is comedy right apparently Kobe was funny yeah. Apparently he was like a goofball and he would like always like the one guy was telling a story where like he saw his wife and his wife and doing all these funny goofy things and then he looked and it realized she was doing it to Kobe behind him cuz Kobe <laughs> was like doing yeah, yeah, it like yeah, that yeah. he was like a goofball so um oh Anyways, so uh, what's going on with you, Kevin? Are you, listen, we have to work together. So, sure. so here's a funny story. I said to Kevin, I'm going to the, um, the one of the best comedy clubs in the country, yeah. Comedy on State in Madison, Wisconsin, a club that I've been waiting to do. I'm so excited to do it. I think every comedian in the world has been waiting, wants to get into. Every that comedian club. wants yeah. to do this room, and yeah. I was waiting, waiting, and I finally, I finally got the, you know, I got the date to do it, and I'm going, and I go, who do you want to open for you? So I'm going down the list of my guys. I'm going down the list of my guys, and I'm going. Oh man, I was like, first of all, like let me let's see what 
what Kevin Ryan's up to because I love Kevin. And I texted him and I said, hey, bud, what are you doing February 6th to 8th? And uh, I go, I'm doing Madison. And he goes, oh, man, I'm getting married that weekend. And I go, can you move it? <laughs> and I literally said, I'm like, dude, I yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm really thinking if we can get the deposit back. Listen, if she's a good girl, she'd understand. <laughs> yeah. It's Madison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Madison. Um, okay. Uh, we have a very uh, we have a special guest that I want to bring in because we're talking a lot about comedy. We're talking about uh, top clubs mm -hmm. in the country, and uh, this gentleman here is uh, no stranger to top clubs across uh, the country, uh, theaters. Um, do I am I going to make you embarrassed if I say legendary, the legendary comedy manager mm -hmm. who I am actually uh, very honored to be working with? Uh, and I know I say legendary, and when you say legendary, somebody goes, "What does that mean?" Makes you old. Yeah, <laughs> which you're not. Which no, you're I'm not. not. You're not old because no. you got in the business so young. I was twelve. You no, I, I was. I was uh, nineteen. You were like the equivalent in comedy of an NBA player coming right out of high school, right? Like I'm not that tall. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. the one and only legendary Rory Rose Garden is here. Oh, thank yeah. you. The I got to come up with a nickname thank for you. you, like the Long Island something. We'll, we'll get we'll get it one yeah. day. Okay, you work on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Rory, in, it, you got into the business as a manager at what age? 19. You were 19 years old. So you basically, a year after, was that like a I year left, after high I, school? I, no, I, I went college. to college. Yeah. Um, I interviewed Robert Klein for Playboy magazine, for a special magazine they were doing. Um, and I left college and worked with Robert. And I've been with Robert almost uh 38 years. Wow. Wow. So 19 to, wow, man, that's insane. I'm insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a good one. But it was good. It, it's been a, a fabulous time, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And you represent two guys that um, that I love in, um, you know, Brian Regan and, and Ray Romano. Yes. yes. Uh, both, both like, both different, because Brian is completely, like, I guess Brian's completely clean. Yeah, like yes. Ray's not Ray's Ray will let him Ray's not anymore. Well, no, no, no. Ray, Ray's Ray, a clean comic, but Ray yeah. will Ray's not Regan. No one's Regan. No, sure, no, no. Sure, Ray sure. is clean, but he he's not known for that. Brian Brian is known for that, Brian, yeah. but he's not clean. It's it, it's just that's the comedy he does. It right. just happens to be clean. I think people right. have made a bigger deal of it than he does. If you knew Brian, I mean, that's who he is. So right. it's not that big a deal. The right. press makes a much bigger deal of it than it actually is. But I think also it is impressive. He's a genius. Yeah. yeah like, he's a genius. Yeah. And he's, a, he's also a fabulous guy. Um, I, he seems like the he just, is the uh, nicest, he seems so cool, yeah, nicest yeah. guy ever. He, too nice for show business. He's the nicest dude. Yeah, he really, he is. is so good and thoughtful and caring. He's he's hilariously. He funny. Shouldn't be in this business. No, should not be. I <laughs> like you said, yeah. No, yeah. I, I remember one time um, I met him mm -hmm. and we had a drink and we had, we had like a beer and a shot and I just met him. I sure. literally met Regan fifteen minutes ago. And he's sitting where you are, yeah. and I'm sitting here, and there's a couple of us. And I left early. I left first because I just I had a ride up to Westchester, and um, I just get up to leave. I go, hey man, nice to meet. You. And he got up, walked around the table, handshake and hug, and I'm going like, this guy's not a comic. Yeah, like, yeah. Most comedians look down on the ground. To Let be me like, tell you yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, I strive to be as good as he is as a person. 
Yes. Wow. He is one of the nicest guys, greatest guys. Every time you're with him, like if you go to dinner with him, yeah. he's laughing at your jokes. Yes. He's not holding court. He he gives everybody their moment. He's the kind of guy that when you work on a project, if the maintenance man, seriously, has a good idea, he'll go with it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No yeah, ego. He's just he, no ego at all, zero. And in all your years of being in this business, you haven't seen egos? No. <laughs> I've been, I've been very fortunate because the guys that I work with, yeah. and there's very few, but the guys that I work with, they're not that way. They're not that way. They're not egotistical, crazy people because I can't work that way. Right. right. You know what I mean? It's, right. It, we got to kind of work together. Yeah. I, 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 I don't work for somebody. I work with somebody. And I think that's the spirit in which we kind of execute all the stuff that we do. Yeah. So, although I've seen those egos, I'm yeah. very lucky that I have not encountered it in my own house. Uh, this is a really special Verzi effect doing this from Sirius and Raw Dog, and, and I appreciate uh, being on the takeover here because I got I got uh, funny up and coming comedian from Philly, uh, Kevin Ryan. I have uh, the one and only Rory Rose Garden who's been in the business. So Rory, I, I want to ask you this, and I want to put you on a spot here, but we are doing a show. Yes, and you're I need, funny. I need you're very <laughs> funny, Paul. Yes, you're the greatest. You're the greatest comedian I ever saw. In all the years you've been working, how much do you love me? No, how much better am I than everybody else? So much. Yeah. Pound for pound. Like, that's set. No. Um, Let me ask you a question, though. If, and obviously, names, but there have been somebody, there has there been somebody, without giving a name, has there been somebody that you were like, I want to work with this guy or I want to work with this woman, right? And you meet with them, you have lunch, you have dinner, you're sitting with them because this is somebody that you're interested in. And then you realize during that dinner, Oh my God! This yeah. is a nightmare. I just can't. It's you know what? And then this you just kind of you pleasantly pay the check I, and go. I, I we'll talk be Monday. Um, <laughs> I hate to admit it. It's a great question. Okay. <laughs> I hate to give you um, any credit, Paul. I, I, hey, yeah, I'm not giving him any credit. <laughs> Listen, at all. I got listeners who are really excited yeah. to hear this. I, dude, no, I'm no, not no. on the edge of my the, seat. The, I'm about. To, I want to know. Hey, man, I won't you... mention names because <sighs> I, I, I won't. Come on. I, nope, I won't do it. Just say but what you feel about say, Rosie. No, <laughs> I'm just I'm joking. No, Rosie, and I get a little no, I, break. I was joking. I just but, threw her name but, out there. But um, there have been a couple of occasions where there was someone I was meeting with. Yeah. Who I was very excited to meet with. Right. And about three minutes in, <laughs> uh, oh boy. I was hoping I'd get an emergency phone call and have to leave. Uh, oh, okay. Because they were a nightmare. And, and for me, you know, it, it's funny. The audience sees the comedy. They don't see, see what goes on sure. behind the scenes. Sure. I don't think people really understand. No, it's like a don't. magician. Yeah. People don't really understand how hard comedians work they have no idea they go to a club and they have a great time and they see a finished product mm -hmm. but they don't see Perfect. how yeah. hard it is for these guys it's a hard job it's really hard and yeah when you have to work with someone who's hard to work with on a hard job? Yeah, no. Forget <laughs> it, man. Happening. It's like Not loading happening. coal in yeah, a truck in the gonna, winter. I was just yeah. going to say, like, that'd be on being on a construction site, yeah, lifting lumber, yeah. and then the, the guy's a dick while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's the worst. No, you made a really good point, Rory, because I think that 
the audience sees us for whether it's 15 minute set mm -hmm. at a showcase or a 45 minute hour set headlining and they think that that's it yeah they don't realize the writing that went the in the hours of they, writing they the hours of failure or like yeah. what about that one tagline or that one joke that like, i've seen guys yeah. agonize over the word and mm -hmm. is it as funny with the word and in it do i take the word and out they ask their friends yeah it's very very difficult to look like it's easy yeah i remember um old i'll give you an old school name tony camacho Absolutely, I just spoke to him actually. Tony, Tony Camacho. Camacho. Tony Camacho is a, is a, a it was an old school yeah, uh, old manager. School He's in Vegas now. Used to run Rascals for like twenty, gotcha. you know, book yeah. Rascals and all that. Mm -hmm. So he told me one time, Dangerfield gets off stage and Dangerfield crushed. And just what Rory was saying, Dangerfield crushed, and he walked off kind of pissed. And he was, I shouldn't have said the there. Yeah, Jeez. That's, but but and it's like a, that's but crazy. That's the thing. Yeah, this is such a delicate and fine science. But it's very hard to make it look easy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm very enamored of comedians that can do that. And I love guys that work really hard because I know how hard this is. Mm -hmm. Right. And when it works great, it's gold. Yeah, yeah, and you, you, similar to me, you kind of left college. To, like I, I mean, I was lied to. I was told like go to this bringer show and there might be industry there. Yeah, yeah. So I was just I like, I'm no, never no, going no, to college. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's it. That's no. it. I got five I minutes. I left college. Yeah. You failed out of college. <laughs> There's a big difference. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> um, no, that really is funny. Like how you treat people. I heard a story. I'm, I can't mention the name, but there was somebody, and she was on a big popular show, and then she left the show, and she was talking to CBS apparently at a lunch for her own sitcom, mm -hmm. and I heard right at the beginning of the lunch, there was like champagne started she needed champagne uh, she ordered strawberries and then demand started to happen and i heard and i heard from a source that knows yeah that was like cbs after that lunch was like yeah we're you know what we're uh yeah. you know you what know, on to the next the, the truth of the matter is it's a job right nobody wants to go to work yeah with an asshole every yeah. day mm -hmm. they don't want to do some people overlook it for the money yeah they do look Comedy is the same as being an electrician or a doctor or a lawyer or a secretary or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's a job. Yeah. And you have to do it every day. Yeah. Nobody wants to go to work and be miserable. Yeah. It's hard enough. You don't need it to be harder. And that's got to be a shitty feeling to know you're taking the money to work with somebody that you know you really don't want to work with, uh, yeah. but you're just doing it for that reason. I'll tell you Some people can eat probably want... sleep at night better than you could. You know what I mean? Some yeah. people's consciousness doesn't weigh on them like you. <laughs> right. Well, well same with me. Some people are like, yeah, they'll, they'll go to sleep with a smile on their face being like, yeah, my bank account's fat. Rather yeah. than tell stories True. about someone else, I'll tell a story about myself, but I won't mention names. Ah, Fair? Okay. Yeah. okay, I won't mention names. So when I was starting out and I was getting married, a very famous person uh, I, I met through someone else and they wanted me to manage them because they were looking to advance their career in other areas than their primary area. Right, okay. And I was, I, I was told that here's what I'll do. I'll pay you a certain amount of money flat and then anything that you get above that on your own, you can have a piece of. And I was like, I, I thought I had fallen into mm -hmm. happy times, right? I'm yeah. getting married. I needed the money. Yeah. 
And the first month, it was great. And he, he wasn't showing up for auditions, and he was difficult. Yeah. And I, he would send me a check every month, and I started to put it in my drawer rather than cash it because I felt guilty. Wow. Because I just... a good guy. I, I just... It, it was bothering me. I was embarrassed by what? it. I was embarrassed by him. And about six or seven months in, I told him I had to stop. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a true story. That's a great story. That's a true story. Yes. So I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. But I, I... I wouldn't say that. I went but. to sleep. With a clear conscience, yeah, and, and that you still got those was, checks. Or? <laughs> well, I cashed the checks. The past ninety days, once it was on done, they were cash. <laughs> oh, that's I, I just—it wasn't a good fit. It wasn't a good fit, and I—I just—I felt—I <clears throat> felt guilty. Yeah. Honestly, I yeah. just—I felt terrible. Wow. Yeah, you just felt ter- it was something bad. But that long. was your question about did you take it for the money? Right. And the answer was I was young and I did. Right, but my conscience got a b- the better of yeah. me, and I just I couldn't do it. And also, like you probably yeah. learned from that now, or like that was probably the learning moment of never going, did oh, it I'm again. Never doing that again. I never did it's it. It's not again. worth it. Yeah, and yeah. that's thirty-five yeah. years ago. Yeah. Wow. You know, in this business, it, 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 what I find that it's you take a lot of L's, right? L, L, this and that, loss, loss, loss. But then occasionally. On the on the on the day, a nice day, you take you get a W, you get a win, yeah. and you had an ultimate, and and I want to bring that up. You had an ultimate win because you represented uh, Ray and Romano. I'm talking about who, by the way, and I and I told Ray this when I met him. I had a very uh, I had a great discussion with Ray, and um, I said to him, I was like, I'm not people don't understand people don't understand how funny his stand up. Like I was in the cellar the other night. And uh, Ray Ray was in there, and mm-hmm. he's just kind of standing there, and just like all comedians, and I do want to talk about the the nerves that comedians get before they go on, right? I and mean, you're talking about you're talking about legendary shit. Sure, you're talking about a guy that's done it for decades yeah. and decades, and has done whether it would be twenty people or he's twenty thousand yeah, people, and everything level. in the middle, he's done everything, right? And we've all shit our pants during these times, but yet yeah. for some reason, you go back to the club and you're still kind of looking at your stuff, and he's sitting there, and he goes up, and it's just. Brilliant joke, brilliant mm-hmm. joke, murdering, blew me away. And I remember saying to him, I go, he goes, yeah, he goes, some people don't even know that I, because the show because, was so big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the show was yeah, so big. He was, and and I, so I, yeah. I wanted to say yeah. that you managed him and you guys were together and he's doing stand-up and he had told me that he had done a late night, which meant more then, and you do one then and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Not that it doesn't mean anything, but then it was like Shit, you do yes. one, you could get a show from it and all that. And he said nothing was happening and he was almost thinking about basically quitting or he was he had two kids and, and all that stuff. And then, and then all of a sudden, then you guys, so if you want to take it from here, well, well you took, he, I mean, that's a big all, W. He's yeah. another Ooh. guy who's really a, a great guy. He's like my brother, and I, I, I love him a lot. By the way, are you cool talking about this? Yeah. Okay. And, okay. Does it matter at this point? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, he's a very good guy. Rory, you're, <laughs> no, Rory, your social security number is yeah. this, this, and that. Is that okay that we said yes, it? Yes, okay, absolutely. Okay, no worries. Absolutely. I live in Havana now. <laughs> um, I hear it's nice there this time of year. <laughs> Come, come visit. Honeymoon. <laughs> so, so, so um, he's a very good guy. A very ethical guy. Too. Right. One of the most ethical guys I ever met. Um, we were two young guys. That did happen at one time. We were young. And um, he did Letterman. And after he did Letterman, he crushed 
One of the best sets I've ever seen, ever. Wow. Ever. It's the kind of set that you would have another comedian watch to say, this is how it's this done. This is it. This, yeah. is, this is the benchmark. And, and it's not... It was the set with the keys, right? Where yes. Where he takes the keys. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, very good. So, um... I'm a big comedy nerd. Uh, about on the weekend, Rob Burnett, who worked for Worldwide Pants, for Letterman at that time, but mm-hmm. was also working for Worldwide Pants, which was Letterman's production company, called him and said, you were great on the show. Do you have a development deal? We have a deal at CBS. Are you interested? He says, I, I, yeah, I, I would do it. And that's how the whole <laughs> thing so. started. Wow. So Raymond gets on the air and is a 88th. We were on Friday nights at 7.30. We were 88th in the ratings. We, Ray's joke is, I had Moesha on my ass. You know? <laughs> so... Um, but Les, Les Moon Vest, then the president of CBS, said he'd move us when he could, and he did. And he moved us to Monday nights at 8.30, and we went to number 12. And then he moved us to uh, 9 o'clock, and we went to number one. Jeez. It was 9 o'clock on Monday? Yeah. So you were always on Monday, all the whole seasons? You no, were- we were on Friday first. And then No, he- but then you went, when you yes. moved for the better, yes. it, you yes. stayed on Monday? Yes, yes. Wow. Okay. So the the... He was a, a, a giant star. I mean, a giant star. And we had great people, and it was a great show. Uh, we didn't know what we were doing. We were learning as we go. He was taking, he literally, he had an acting coach helping him. Um, he hadn't even moved from New York. He, his family stayed here because yeah. the show was in L.A. I right. commuted back and forth which, and back and forth. Which is crazy. Yeah, I commuted during the course of the show. Which was 410 times I commuted. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. And I, I commuted about 23 weeks a year for nine years. But no one knew he was a stand up. They knew him from, from the, the show. From the TV show. Yeah. They That's didn't know crazy. that he was a brilliant stand up. They didn't know he had been a stand up for years working the clubs in New York. And even to this day, I, I remember when we started. The show would go on hiatus, and he would go on a little comedy tour, and we had to have a discussion. We had to put on the posters for the shows in an evening of hilarious stand-up comedy because no one knew what no he did. Does he, he did. sing? Yeah, what, he they don't know what's what hysterical. Yes, that's a true story, wow. too. Oh, my God. I, he did a joke. Oh, my God. The joke he did about playing gambling and the lady coming over with the cart. And like you know the way there's a cart and there's cigarettes yeah. and there's and there's like a cigar and then there's other things and he was like and then there was a, he was like there's a yo-yo and he goes and dude he just goes can a guy get a fucking yo-yo <laughs> dude I yeah. I lost yeah. it because yeah. that's the thing about Ray just out of nowhere he'll blindside you with this line yeah that's just so funny and um, wait I'm on the takeover I'm the host is there a way that we could put a bit in anywhere yeah we got to find it we're gonna do a Ray Romano bit on this just because like I people I can't believe that he told me recently people still don't know still don't know that yeah. he does stand up still don't know and he is a great stand oh he's phenomenal he's yeah. a great stand-up he's a great writer and the one thing i've said about ray for a long time for years he has the best visceral reaction to material of anybody i've ever met you know when i first started working with him i, I you know we were learning as we as we'd go but he has a reaction to material 
that's incredible. Yeah. You, you, you shouldn't even ever second guess him. He gets this feeling, and he's always right. Yeah. He's always right. Um, you, we're sitting here on the Verzi effect uh, with Kevin Ryan and uh, Roy Rose Garden. It's just fascinating shit. I Roy. forgot we were on the radio. I was just staring at him, just listening to these stories. I'm like, this, this is awesome. All right, well, let's not get his head too bad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, these are great stories. Yeah. And I want to ask you a question because I think that this is something that would really fascinate people. Um, why, in your opinion, because there have been people, right? No, you're looking at me like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess around. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah. I know people that have had NBC sitcoms, mm-hmm. and then I saw them go up at the stand, and four people knew. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about NBC. I'm talking about there are people. What What mm. has happened? In because you you know you've seen it from the heyday of sitcoms to now. All right. See again with the old. Okay. Joke. No, no, well, <laughs> see, I, I get slammed. <laughs> well, I would say the last one to really do well would be uh, Mike. Was it Mike and Molly? Yeah. With Mike and Molly, Bill, that was Molly like one really that well. kind of stuck for a little bit, but then after that, it feels like these just oh, like there's another one on. What do you think? Why? Do you think that the sitcom thing has changed? Is it just because of all the streaming and the content and the saturation? Yeah, is that what it exactly is? that's exactly what it is. There's just a lot on TV now. You know, look, I'm 57. When I started in comedy, there, there was no streaming. It didn't exist. Right. There's a lot on now. There are literally shows where I could say the name to you and you've never seen yeah. it, never heard of it. Yeah. So Probably I for think most shows. that's part yeah. of it. I just think it's tonnage. Families used to gather around, yes. and I know that I, yes. I used to watch. I watched, and I'll tell you something. I watched the Golden Girls with my grandmother. Yeah. I watched the one with uh, all of those. Like, D- I remember Dear John. Was that was that what? Yes. I remember all these like shows that yeah. I would just sit and watch, and it was like, and you get into it, and now now it's like, well, th- there is something else too that you you hit on it. That tell, in my opinion, television was a unifying thing. The family would gather around the TV. It was a common denominator. Right. We were together. Right. My kids, my son Ryan, who's 23, and my daughter Danny, who's 26, they don't watch TV like we did. No, yeah. They watch it by themselves. They watch it on an an iPad. A phone, yeah. A phone. It's a different experience now. Yeah. So the, the... like stand-up comedy works well in a club because everyone is laughing. It's contagious. Yeah. Television used yeah. to be like that too. You would watch a sitcom and you would laugh out loud because there were other people crowd, in the room. Yeah. There was a crowd. Now it's a, a different experience. Yeah. It's more of a solo experience. You're in your than room with headphones was. on. Maybe not... one other person, but you're not watching it with a crowd of people. And it wow. changes it. It changes the experience. And it also has an effect on the comedy itself. Yeah. Comedy is a unifying thing. And it's understated because people don't understand that comedy is stronger. Look, you've played clubs, right? Yeah. There are nights that the crowd is great and it's a, a killer night. And then there are nights where it's a full moon and the fair? crowd is terrible. Yeah. Same material. Yeah. And it goes in the toilet. It happens. Happens to everybody. Yeah. Television is the same way, especially yeah. sitcoms. Wow, that's interesting, man. That that is so crazy. That like, the the way things change, right? Mm-hmm. Th- something that was gold, and and if you hit a good one, it's and obsolete. The, and the, yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up watching Ray, and you know all of those shows again with the old comments. <laughs> 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 That's the way you're interpreting that. I uh, but I grew up watching it. And it's it's like 
if you were to ask a 13-year-old now what sitcom they watch, they're like, they, but they wouldn't even know no. what a sitcom is. No, that's the or thing. Or sitcoms ran well, my look, life. look, in reality, things change. Sure. They evolve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's not a problem. But the experience is different, too. Mm-hmm. So I think when they produce these shows, they have to produce that with that in mind. Right. And I don't know if that's always taken into consideration, that how is the final product viewed? Comedy is a very, it's like holding water comedy. I, sometimes you can't tell someone why something's funny. Yeah. It's just funny. Yeah. And when you're watching television and uh, a sitcom is on, it works because it works. I think that producers don't always think about that. They think about what's funny on the page and they don't take it the next step, at least not all producers. You know, it's funny because comedy is so subjective, yet people that don't do it are the gatekeepers and they make the judgments. (laughs) Yeah, of course. People that don't know anything about it somebody that somebody that got promoted up from administrator mm-hmm. can now be sitting in a pitch meeting and be one of the voices to go, yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't well, like- there's also something else, too, that when I started, <coughs> CBS, NBC, ABC, they weren't publicly traded companies. Now right. they have to, their shareholders and stock price. And uh, yeah. We never took any of that into consideration. We didn't wow. have to. So it's easier to say no than yes. It's very expensive to, <laughs> to say, say yes. yes. Yeah, it's easy to and say no. if you do a show that goes in the toilet and your stock price is affected, your job how is great, affected. On the line. How, fuck, wow. how great of a quote is that? It's very expensive to say yes it because is. as soon as you say yes, the, guess the what? Checkbook's coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Start Somebody's rolling. getting paid. Right. That's crazy. So to say no means that it wasn't we'll a wait, good enough we'll idea wait. for we'll us. You can never else. be wrong saying no. That's I mean, you, you can go across the street and be a hit for somebody else, but okay, I can live with yeah. that. Oh, Rory's dropping gems out here, everybody. I know. You lucky pigs listening <laughs> to this. You lucky. So uh, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about too, I, I mean, I have to talk about this. I talked about it a little bit on... Um, Andrew Scholl's podcast with Akash. Shout out to those guys, Flagrant too. But um, I did the Patrice O'Neill benefit Monday night, and the most amazing thing we we're talking about how you can be Looked doing crazy, it for yeah. so long. It it was a it was insane for a Monday that what these people got. It was really amazing. But somebody was like, "Oh, I heard uh, Burr was pacing before he went up a little nervous." I heard this one. It was like, and I think you'd agree, because Rory was standing. Here's the funniest thing. This is this is. Do you want to laugh? I'm on stage mm-hmm. in front of 2,300 people, yeah. and I'm doing my set. And literally, I look over, and my manager Rory is basically on stage with me. I'm going. <laughs> and, and here, here's what I'm thinking to myself. I'm going. Wow, that guy to the right. I didn't know it was yeah, him yeah, because yeah. there's a crowd of people. Well, there. I wasn't on stage. No, no, I know, I know, but. There's a crowd of people by the curtain. Sure. And I just noticed that there was one Somebody person close, a little closer. A little too much. And he had all black on but like a white shirt. So I just see like this white strip. And I'm just up there. And I'm having a, I'm not going to lie. I had a, I'm having a, a great time. And, mm-hmm. and everything is going great. And I'm just, and it, it was Rory. But the, here's the amazing thing. And Maureen Tarrin, and by the way, um, if you guys are in town, people drive from all over, fly in. If you guys have are around next year, uh, late January, early February, the ninth annual will be next year. 
The lineups are insane. It's, ama- it's amazing. It's probably one of the greatest. It's probably the yeah. greatest night of comedy. I mean, somebody the, said they were year. like this lineup for the no, but nowhere else. But it was like, and first of all, the New York City Center, which I didn't know, it's two thousand. It's, it's on, on you. you. I, I, yeah. I googled a picture of it to it's, see where it's, it was. It's like on you. It's yeah. like a wall of people in front it's of you. It's a great venue, and Maureen does a great job. She doesn't even get the credit she deserves because it's really a hard thing to do year yeah. in and year out. Yeah, the lineup is. It's a who's who. It's yeah. murderers row of comedy. Yeah, I mean. yeah, and it was like the first time Burr was like, man, that, that lineup, it was, but here's the coolest part. She said, normally the comedians that are on deck will be downstairs, but the other ones were up there. And she said, this year, everybody was there. So they had a TV monitor, but when I tell you everybody well, on the show right was just waiting, like in the wings. watching, supporting, but they're yeah, nervous. That, Did you notice that? Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think I can say this. You can as a comedian or supposed comedian. Um, <laughs> it says it on your business card, but I don't <laughs> yeah, believe right. it, Paul. Right. Well, it doesn't say it on my business card. <laughs> so the comedians really supported the other comedians. Like, I, I was very touched by the love in that room from the other comedians. Like everybody knew they were doing this great thing. But every time somebody went on, everybody was paying attention and high-fiving when he came off. It was really very sweet and really very nice. Yeah, so for the people that didn't know what it was, was um, Cypher Sounds, DJ, legendary DJ Cypher Sounds came on. He also does stand-up. He kind of was doing an interaction with the crowd, playing some music, mm-hmm. and then he was like, I'm a big hip-hop DJ, and then he was, and then he started playing like white music. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he was doing that. Then Rich Voss comes out. Rich Voss had the lights come up so he could do some crowd work, make fun of people coming in late. Then the lights go down or whatever. Then I came out. Then Sam Morell, it was Judy Gold. Then it was um, Roy Wood uh, Jr., Andrew Schultz, Ronnie Chang. Then Louis C.K. comes in. Surprise. And, and yeah. uh, Louis came in and the place went Wait, wild. And Burr's going. And it was funny because Burr. And the coolest thing about this night was everybody who, who's been doing it and experienced all these monsters. It was like a JFL, for you people that don't know, Montreal Comedy Festival does galas, which are huge. It was like a JFL gala mm-hmm. with monster after monster and everybody nervous. Yeah. No matter where you were, everybody nervous and everybody bringing their A game. Yeah. And it was a special night. So congratulations and also, I, to them. I think that, you know, this is Maureen and Bill are the ones who Bill Burr put this together. Yeah. Bill has been on all of them. Uh, he was great. Yes. He crushed. He's a really good guy, too. That's oh, another yeah. guy who's really just great. Yeah. And uh, it was a big success. You know what's funny is I wanted to do the show, and uh, I wanted, and me and Maureen talked, and I said, you know, thank you for giving me the nod this year. Yeah. And Maureen's the one that books it. And even though I'm cool with Bill and I've opened for Bill, Bill would never, I said, like, because he said to me a few years ago, he goes, do you, do you want to do the thing? And I go, I want to do it when she tells you I should do it. Yeah, not. Nah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I want to yeah. do it. I want her to go to you and say, I wanna, let's get Paul. That's exactly you going to her. That, that's, you want to do right, it. You want to earn it. it. So, that's yeah. it. And, so I'm doing it next year, right? And, and I actually said to uh, I actually <laughs> said to Bill, I go, Bill goes, did you want to try? And I go, you know what? I go, I want to do it. I said two things to him. I said, I want to do it when I'm a name enough, a mm-hmm. little bit of a yeah. name enough to do it, and when and when it's time for me to do it. Sure, and course. he looked at me, and he goes, all right, great. And then three years, and Maureen saw me and goes, wow, you're really, you turned a corner. And then uh-huh. she saw me at the garden, and she was like, that really was, and then all of a sudden, she was, I, I started hearing that Maureen's throwing names out, yeah. and when Maureen, at the beginning, she starts throwing names out, and... I hurt myself, Andrew Schultz. She was like, I want these guys, and I got the nod to do it, and it's an honor to do it. Patrice's mom, his sister, they're all in town doing the documentary for him, which is going to be amazing. 
but uh, to have her come up and say, "Oh, you know, it's such a great time, and I really enjoyed it." So it was a well. A it, pain, it pains Congrats, me. man. That's great. It it's physically huge. pains me to admit this. Yeah, you were great. Oh, thank you, thank you. You're gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm all right. All right, a little uh, water, and I'll be okay. <laughs> you gonna hear but you did a in great, the background. You did a great job. You did a great oh, job, thank and you. it was just a, a killer night. It, it was. was really. Those are the kind of nights that yeah. make you really happy that you're working with comedians. Yeah, and those are the kind of nights where you're just sitting at the after party and everybody's kind of have had a great time and relieved, and you're eating and drinking, and you're going, you know what? It was fun. This is yeah, this is it was cool, fun. Yeah. You know, you start thinking about the Elks Lodges you did right in fucking Jersey off of Route 17, yeah, yeah, yeah. In VFW yeah. post, you know, yeah. do 37. Remember being excited for that? Oh, I'd be like, you're like, oh, mom, they put me on a flyer. Yeah, oh, get on a flyer. I'm gonna be this Elks Lodge in Persephone. They're feeding us too. Yeah, <laughs> they're feeding yeah, us. I think there's gonna be some trays of chicken wings and macaroni. Oh my and god! Uh, yeah, I I stood on a soda crate as a stage. No. Yeah, in Jersey at a bar, and people were eating, and they were look trying to look at TVs around me. Uh-huh. I mean, and I'm like, yeah, my grandmother's, and like it was just. See, but that's what I'm saying that people don't see that. Yeah, right. They yeah. don't understand that to hone the craft, comedians have to do that. They have to work their way up. They have to fight their way out, but they have to get the material right. And you're a perfect example because you're a good sport about it because you see it as an opportunity to perform. See, the soda crate doesn't bother you. Then You want to know that it's a great audience. Then right. there's a great audience and you could do your stuff. Don't call me tomorrow with any soda crate gigs. <laughs> I got, We're already well, got a vending machine gig for you. I got you. something for you. It's in Let C-Cost. me finish. <laughs> Let me finish. But, but now, as you've grown and you've become yeah. who you've become, um, you still are very uh, adamant about working all the time. Yeah, yeah. You're mm-hmm. like a caged animal if, you're not, if you can't get on stage. Oh, that's my wife, yeah. Yeah, you write bits. You're... But that's part of the job. People yeah. don't, they don't see that. They don't understand that. And that's okay. Magician yeah. doesn't tell his secrets either. Right. But to expose a little bit, that's what they do. Speaking of magician, listen to this mm-hmm. shit. I like to watch a good card trick. Sure, of right? course. Who doesn't like, I mean, I'm talking about like blown away. Like, um, speaking of Burr and the benefit, Burr told me that he was at some... He was at some house, celebrities were there, and he said David Blaine came in with a fucking deck of cards, and he said he did something in front of, like, one of these monster actors, Mm -hmm. Al Pacino, one of these guys, and, like, he goes, ah, man, he goes, the card, and he acted like he did it wrong, Yeah. and he said he just did a card, so I love, and I love stuff like that, like, when you watch, you ever see the, um, the, there's this Asian kid, he's a street magic kid, and he takes a Rubik's Cube, and he just puts his fist on it and hits it down, and it turns it's, into like M and M's, the same color. And you just literally don't know where it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm sitting there and I'm going like, and I love shit like that, right? So I I run into um, Harrison Greenbaum. Yeah. You know Harrison Greenbaum? Mm-hmm. Now he do, I don't know he does magic. By the mm-hmm. way, you know who else does magic? And I have to shout him out. He's incredible. It's Jimmy Schubert. Jimmy Schubert went to that magic school yeah. in in L A. And like I was in Vegas doing the cellar in in the Rio, uh-huh. and he's and it was like. I mean, this guy took a thing of Altoids, opened it up, it was filled with Altoids, closed it, opened it again, it was empty, and I'm sitting there, my mind's blown, right? So I'm talking to Harrison, Harrison does that, right? And it's, I love it. Mm-hmm. And I can't mention names, but he was, I was like, oh man, he did one trick, Wikipedia. He said, think of anything in Wikipedia, think of anything. I just saw, Matt Richards does magic yeah. as well, he, he does told me, the he same said, thing. Because I guess Wikipedia has almost over a million, a trillion, whatever, it says pick something. Mm-hmm. 
And I literally, I'll tell you guys, I said, I, I, you said, write it down in your hand or just say something. But I want you to think of something. I want you to type it into Wikipedia or whatever it is. And then whatever. And I, I, for some reason, I was in a comedy club and I put Mike Tyson. Yeah. And the kid just was sitting there and he's going through things and he's just looking at me. And he said, Mike Tyson, it freaked me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like comedy, magicians have their, I said to him, I go, hey, man, I like this one guy. On, and he goes, ah. Uh, Guys, the thief. People are hacked. And I'm going, yeah. and I'm going, that's like comedy. So when somebody comes up to us yeah. and is like, hey, Paul, I love Roger Smith. That guy's a killer, but yeah. I know Roger's like, kind of, it's right. kind of hard to tell them because they saw Roger special. They know this all about, and I'm sure. in my mind, I want to be like, the guy's a piece of shit. I can't say yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but it's kind of <laughs> funny how in the magic world, in the magician it's the world, thing. it's the same thing. Dude, I opened up for a magician, not bragging, a couple of years ago, like some <laughs> terrible... <laughs> that Elks Live. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Were I you on a soda crate? I would have wished to be on a soda crate. And so it was the weekend, and after the last show, the guy would close every night by taking a grapefruit. Uh, somebody in the audience would write down, would take like a 50 or $100 bill, whatever the biggest denomination he could get, write their name on like a pen or a marker, and then the guy would take a grapefruit and a switchblade and cut open the grapefruit, and the thing, the hundred dollar bill, would be in the grapefruit, right? So at the end, it blew my mind. And like I watched it, so I'm like, at the end of the night, last night, end of the week, we're having a beer. I'm like, dude, I gotta ask, how the fuck did you do that grapefruit thing? He goes, I can't tell you that. I'm like, ah, come on. He goes, nah. What if you start doing it? I'm like. Where did you see in my act at any point during this week that I'm going to do the grapefruit? Do you think I'm going to go shopping for fruit <laughs> yeah, every before day I do a fun. set? Yeah. I'm going to go to a grocery store? Yeah. I'm like, dude, come on. He's like, nah, I can't did tell he, you. He never told you. Never told me. There was a guy who Which did Which I kind of, I get, but at the same time, it's I, like, There was a guy I think that did that, and I don't want to, but I think they, I mean, obviously, it's listen, he can't make it appear in the grapefruit. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's buying it that way, yeah. Yeah, so that's, right. uh, but I, I, could, I love a good card trick. Oh yeah, dude, it's it's, it's the best. Um, we're sitting here on the Verzi effect. What a what an episode so far, huh? We got Rory Rose Garden. We got Kevin uh, Ryan from uh, Philly. Do you ever go back to Philly? I'm going back to Philly tomorrow. I'm doing a show uh, tomorrow in Philly. Wait, yeah. let's talk about this. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about this. You're getting married. I'm getting married. Yeah, you're getting married. We're talking about all this. It's other a wacky shit. relationship too. Why? Well, my girlfriend's from Germany. Well, my fiance now is from Germany. That's why it works. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why in the beginning it that's was a able weird to way work. to set it up. It's yeah. a wacky relationship. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, especially because doing comedy, she lived in Germany for. I mean, it was a long distance relationship for most of it. So didn't she, she meet you at the stand and I she started like stand. heckling you or like off no, stage? She, like, off stage, she was breaking my balls. Yeah, like she was. I was just having a <laughs> having a drink. I hadn't worked the club yet, so I was just hanging out there, like having a beer, like on a Friday night, you know, just hanging with the comics and stuff, and. uh She's like, oh, are you on the show? She's like, oh, are you a comedian? I'm like, yeah. She's like, are you on the show tonight? And I'm like, nah. And now, nah. now, real quick, I don't mean to cut you yeah. off. German accent? German accent, yeah, Oh, yeah, so yeah. she's busting balls in a German accent. Yeah, which it sounds like, yeah, it's a little, you know, Were you a little intimidated harsher. to A get little married? bit, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. And she's like, uh, are you on the show? And I'm like, nah, not tonight. I was trying to be vague, you know, like, nah, not, not tonight. tonight. Not I was tonight. on another one at the other place, you know. <laughs> she's, uh, she's like, uh, she goes, oh, why not? You're not funny enough? And I was like, whoo, oh. that was right in the heart. I'm like, oh, you guys yeah. really don't cut to the chat. I'm like, well, there's a lot of politics involved, you know, like trying to dance around <laughs> You're it. trying to tell her about <laughs> yeah. the industry. Yeah. She yeah. Could give I'm, like, I'm like, I just moved up here. You got to hang out for a little bit, you know. She's like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it was a, a one night stand and then we started talking more and more and then we started flying back and forth to see each other every couple of months. You fly to Germany. The, wait a second. This is the only guy in my <coughs> life that referred to his wife as a one night stand. 
Well, I've I mean, met, it yeah. was uh, that. That's how we met. Yeah, oh, it's actually yeah, yeah, very yeah. rare to have a one night stand and marry with her. A, and then marry <laughs> her and then yeah. have it be have it be years and like years. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. we flew back and forth a bunch, and then now she's here, and we're getting married. In a week, a week from tomorrow. And when, when and you moved to Germany? Is that how it works? No, oh, no, okay. she moves to the U.S. Yeah. I'm not giving up yeah. this winning lottery ticket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is she is she gonna have her family? And none of her family's coming here, right? Yeah, no, not for the wedding. There, she has people flying in for the wedding. Yeah, she has like 15 people flying in for the wedding. But F- okay, and her mother and father live there. Her yeah, her whole everybody. I'm so the you're only. You're gonna per- be going to Germany yearly, like yeah, every, yeah, yeah. Every year. I go every couple of you know, I go every couple of months. I perform over there, which is cool. They have How a good scene. Is schnitzel. Right? Dude, I just had one last night. Oh. There's a German spot Sh- in the East Village. Why has everything come down to food with you? <laughs> How good is schnitzel? The guy's huh? getting married. Yeah, right? yeah. He's I'm getting married. Love, love, love of his life, out, and you're focused on the schnitzel. Hey, what sides with what's the schnitzel yeah, do you get? What's a good side? What's a good side? Yeah, what's a good bratwurst? Uh, no, my wife did. A, we put together a, an Oktoberfest. Uh, she ah, had just dope. like local, like the kids' friends' parents mm-hmm. came, and we had brats, and my wife had pretzels, and we did all this. But it's kind of cool that I have you and Rory and myself here because, like me, I got married. I got married young in this business yeah. to the point where my which peers, is very yeah my peers strange for comedians. My peers, I was always looked at as, and I'll tell you, there was a little resentment. Like people would see that yeah. I was like they, I saw it. There was resentment. Like, people would go, like, I remember one comedian. I'm not going to mention her name, but she was a dick, and I know what she did. And if she ever is listening to this, I know what you did when you said this to me. But she goes, uh, I know what you did. I'll never forget she, it. She goes, she goes, so what do you got, like, six kids now? Like, and that was her way yeah. of being like, I don't have a family, and I'm projecting that shit on you. And I just looked at her. I go, no, two. Still two. Yeah. Always been two. Just two. Married yeah. happily. Two yeah. kids. Yeah, aren't you married? Like, I'm married to Wendy 29 years. Yeah. Are you happy? Yes, I am happy. Like, but, why is that a bad thing? And I don't want Kevin, don't ever feel, and this is important, and Rory could attest to mm-hmm. this. And, and I remember Burr had my back with this and tell me, it's not going to hurt. Anybody saying it's going to hurt your yeah. career, that's bullshit. No. Yeah, no, if yeah, anything, it'll it helps your career. Yes, yeah. it'll help your career. It'll help you write. And all these comics going, how do you do that? And it's like, those are lonely guys or women uh, they're children in a, in a too. studio. They're, 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 they're also I've emotional gotten some of, I've yeah. gotten some of my best business advice from my wife. Yeah. Because they have your back. Yep. They have an open mind. And sometimes they see things the way you don't see yeah, them. Different and they know you well enough. Yeah. To think it through with you. Yeah. I, I relish that. You're gonna write you're gonna get a five minute piece on your mm-hmm. wedding. Sure. You're gonna get a five minute piece on Germans being with your family yeah. at the wedding. All these different things are gonna come. So that's an excuse of people that are afraid to commit. Mm-hmm. You will be fine. And and, yeah. and you're doing the right thing. Thank you. Thank because you. Because there's nothing sadder, and I've seen it, than seeing a comedian in their late 50s, 60s, and just sitting there. I saw one just sitting there talking about, oh, I almost got married, and going back to the hotel lonely. Yeah. That's that's Well, comedy is lonely. You know, when you're on stage, I always say this, you drop your pants and do your material. It's lonely. What club is that? <laughs> Who books that? A very that? special club. <laughs> Is that you the boy? Yeah, I'll, oh, great. But I'll send you my avail. To have somebody by your side, yeah, the best. It is. It the is, best. man. It's yeah, for thick sure. and thin, the best. And I have comedian friends that were scared to commit that finally did, and they were like, "Burzy, you were right. Yeah. yeah, you know what? This is this is the greatest thing. I was afraid. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all fear." Well, it's also too like I still I'm lucky enough that I still have like a lot of really good friends, close friends outside of comedy, like people I grew up with that are all like married and kids and you know big houses yeah. and cars. And I'm like, all my comedy friends are like living in with like four roommates in a story. We do work amongst children. Yeah, and they're like, I mean, oh my god, you're, you're going to get married. Yes. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm it's 33. also fodder for your act. Yeah, of course, your life. 
Yeah. yeah. The the more rich your life is, the more full your life mm-hmm. is, the better your comedy is because you have what to draw More from. to draw from, yeah. Right, right. Oh, this is, I can't believe we're almost at 50 minutes here. That's how great this has been. This has been fantastic. But um, before we get out of here, let's get to the real thing. Rory, who's the biggest asshole in showbiz? I'm kidding. <laughs> you are. Paul Verzi. Paul Verzi. <laughs> how no. funny would it be if he's like, no, no, it's fine. So he just starts rattling <laughs> yeah, off yeah. names. This guy was at a cocktail That'll party. That'll never happen. No, no, no. You know, I always get asked, are you going to write a book? You're going you're gonna to finally write a book? Nah, stories no. die with me. You're never wow. going to write a book? Never. Really? First of all, nobody would read it. My kids wouldn't read it. Oh, you would. If no, you, you'd I, I, be no. a bestseller. I would I, read listen, it. Listen, listen. You're trusted with stories. Yeah. That they they have to die with you. That's the right thing. Right. I swear to God, you're, he's, he's like he's, a perfect guy over here. No, what but the he's fuck's like, going he's, on? He's like he's great I'm you, He's like a, he's got a he always he's like a little Italian. <laughs> he's got it. We got actually, you know, I got we got to talk about Rory before we get out of here a little bit because he this guy, if I ever had a show. I would do a character based on him because Rory is. If you are a little more, you have Italian. Like Burr, I say Burr is. Keep like, flattering oh, yourself. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I have to do it to make, make <laughs> yeah. you feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Burr has the thing too. Like with the food, he's mm-hmm. like Italian. But you, like Rory, I said something to Rory. And he goes, no, no, no. Listen to me. And I go, no, no. Good. Listen to me. Like he does that, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love one thing Rory does. That is one of my favorite things ever. Is when he has an idea, or we talk, because we talk all the time, and he'll be like, hey. Um, I have an idea. Listen, you like it? Great. If you don't, tell me to go fuck myself. <laughs> He's told me to yeah, tell yeah, him. To go, I'm, not, listen, that, yeah, I'm yeah. never going to tell you to go fuck yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But um, <laughs> it's so cool because you've seen so much. And uh, Again with, again the, old with the old jokes. No, no, no. But you were young. But anyway, um, it's and, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be sappy here, but... When you called, when we talked, and I was, it was very humbling and flattering to have somebody like you who's seen so much to make me go, okay, maybe, uh, maybe I should get out of the Elks Lodge. You yeah. know, maybe it's good. So it's, uh, it's been because you've seen, you've seen things from a 19-year-old kid, which is sick. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I'm, I'm, I really love what I do. I know that's kind of weird to say it like that after all these years, but I, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. No, you like, you go, you watch, like, you're, like, that's a thing. It's like, mm-hmm. and that's one thing that's, and I don't mean to make this, but I remember when, actually, I'll talk about this. Fuck it. It's a pocket, right? We got to, people want to hear shit, then we're going to talk they about wanna it. They want to know. We're on Raw Dog, and I'm taking over, so I'm going to take over. But when we first sat and met, and the one thing, I had a question, because you, you asked me questions, and I had, like, one question, and I was like, you know, you've done a lot. You've accomplished a lot. Like, what, what's motivating? And you, and you were just like, I love it. And I can honestly say this. I can honestly say I've. Ne- you are a tenacious. I think I'm a, I work hard. You tell me I work hard. You're like, I mean, this guy will be on vacation. Hey, we got, just check it out. And it's like, that's the, that's when you know it's for the love of the sure, game. Sure, yeah, It's yeah, for yeah. the love of the game. And, it, and, and you know what? Oh, watch what I'm going to do here. Watch what I'm going to do here because I'm a professional. I'm a professional. You ready? This no, is no, no. Be bad. No, now it's going to come all the way full circle. Kobe Bryant staying in the gym after the, sure. after the championships and after the Laker game, staying in there. You just love it and love it I and really love do. it. Like you, you, I do love it. He's playing the game and not keeping score. Rory, You're just going, I'm doing it because I love doing it. Rory watched me do, Rory watched me do um, two hours at Gotham mm-hmm. right when I headlined. Got off, knew every. N- knew like a steel trap. Oh, that joke. That new lines. Yeah. Patrice benefit. I got off. This line. That, knew everything I said. Knew every new thing that he didn't hear. Knew everything. And it's like that's a 
that's a mind that has been in this game yeah, for tuned, so long. Yeah. You see it from a different you like it's like you watch it like the way maybe Bill Parcells will watch a football game or like a coach is watching film as opposed to an audience member. Who's going, that was funny, this was funny. Yeah. You're, you're saying the, the behind the behind the curtain. You're a comedy nerd too. You yeah. watch like I you, love everything. Com- yeah. I love comedy. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love the science of it. See, I'm I'm the guy who will agonize over the the end in a joke. Oh yeah, the rhythm of the joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a sweet science. Like yeah, boxing, it is. It's a, it, it's really. It's like and you compare to it's like you yes. holding water. It's yes. like uh, why he, it's yes. not? I don't yes. know, but it, it's not. That's, he would call me up. You why, he would call not. me up about one tagline, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. "How are you not divorced?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm not divorced because my wife, she gets it. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. Well, she's yeah, into so, it. She yeah, knows that you yeah, love it, She too. knows I love it, I have, and I uh, love her. I have a question. It's being, you know, not an old, being that you've been in comedy for so long, not a not an old crack, um, and you've seen it through so many ups and downs and, you know, the, the high, the peaks and the valleys, where do you think it is now? Well, it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the world at mm-hmm. the moment, and it, I think it's hard to be a comedian right now because nobody knows where that line is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I've said this a bunch of times. You know, when I was younger, your life was black, white, and gray. I didn't do it, but here's why. Mm-hmm. Or I did do it, and here's why. And the way I view it now, there's no more gray. Yes. You either it's did absolute. it. Well, you didn't do it. And I think for a comedian to get on stage and to to create, um, it's scary. It's scary because the second you say it, it's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, phones and podcasts and everything else. I mean, that uh, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, where they have the audience literally uh, locking up their phones. Yeah. Yeah. I, to me, that's, I, I understand why they're doing it, but it's also sad that you have to have do to. it. That's the world we yeah, live in. Yeah, you know, now. Eddie Murphy's like, I can't, Eddie Murphy's like, I can't even go out to a bar or get a beer. I can't even go out because with the phones. Yeah. So, like, the guy's just got, I mean, listen, he's got a nice place to stay, but you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. you can't do. You're trapped. And you're trapped. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and with the phones and everything like that. And that's why Patrice O'Neill did say, rest his soul. You know what he said? He said, when you say something on stage, make sure you mean it. Well, yeah. that's just, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, don't just go for the shock just to make people, don't just you gotta make sure. You got to get behind it. Right, you get behind it. And if somebody says, hey, I didn't like what you said, be like, well, here's why I said it. And First of all, it's just a joke. Yeah. I have some jokes in my thing that are a little edgy, but I'm like, but I stand by it. It's funny. Let me, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want to say something because I, I think it's really true. I never thought I'd live in a world where a guy like Don Rickles, who's now passed, yeah, but he might not be able to work today. No, yeah, because no, of the kind would've. of act he did, and yeah. everybody forgets. Don't take yourself so seriously. It's comedy. We're supposed to laugh, let a little air out of the balloon. Mm-hmm. I don't know where comedy became so serious. Yeah, for some people. Yeah, it's comedy. If you, if you can't take it, don't go to the club. Well, I- you can't take it, change the channel. Yeah, well, that's all you got to do. Yeah. yeah, and and what it is, and I agree with that a hundred percent. We're gonna have to get out of here soon. This has been, this has been. I can't. I'm not even kidding. Like this is. I've done a lot of these. This hour was fantastic. Um, it went by so fast because this is such intriguing, cool stuff. But um, people that can't do what comedians sure. do and aren't in it, they now have a platform to critique it because they just they can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's now it's like oh I didn't like there it sucks but. 
like I said, I think if we stick to our guns sure. and we believe in what we say and we stand by it and, and always defend the comedy, you know, um, one thing is like a lot of people get upset when a comedian does something for shock value and then the comedian tries to defend it, but then there's no joke or there's nothing there. It's like you can't, it's like if there's a joke, listen, some jokes fall flat. Sure. You try something, it falls flat. That's but comedy. But you know something, the second the comedian has to defend what he's done, yeah. it's not comedy anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta think. You know, like, no, but seriously, though, I'm going to do the flip side of this real quick, sure. but then we're going to get out of here. Um, and we, at the end, we'll play, at the end of this, we'll play a Ray clip. Perfect. Um, no, it's like, when you go on a podcast, think. Like, a lot of comedians, like, don't be like, I'm going to be the comic to say the thing, and then you say the thing, and people are fucking protesting at your shows. Mm -hmm. because, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, think. Yeah, but, 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 even if you think, you can make a mistake. Right. Is it the end of the world? Right. <clears throat> is it the end of the world because you made an error? No, people or make you mistakes. Said you're right. Something you shouldn't have said, and and cold light the next day, you think, well, maybe I shouldn't have said it. Right. Does the world stop? Right. Does everything have to become something? No, I agree with that. I'm just talking about the people that want to go and like really shock do, value. Do, yeah, shock like, value. Like like say something that's like just to the point where, and then they're like, I was the guy that said that, and then it's like, no, but like, but you're right. People do make regular mistakes. I'm just talking about when you go on a podcast and you happen to know that that host might and has no, been known to stir something, mm -hmm. kind of be aware of where you're going in. Yeah, don't just yeah maybe not dive headfirst into the uh, you know controversy. Like I'm point. gonna be I'm gonna be friends with this host because I know he could be controversial and I'm gonna show him that. But then really that's not who you are. Yeah, it's true. To, you know that that's it's that's true. that's all that I'm saying. But I can talk to you two guys forever. This has been fantastic. A lot of fun. Um, Thanks for so, having me. So so fun, and the hour went by so fast. I hope you guys enjoyed the latest version of the Verzi Effect on Raw Dog Takeover with um, my good buddy uh, Kevin Ryan. Where you got what shows you got, man? So you can plug. Uh, everything's on KevinRyanComedy.com. Uh, if this is going out today or whenever, I'll be in Philly on Friday, January 31st tomorrow. Um, and then yeah, I have AC Connecticut. Uh, local dates, everything coming guys, up. Guys, go see Kevin. Uh, Kevin is somebody I put on the list for uh, guys that I want to work with just because every time I see him, he's taking chances, getting better, and so funny, and and I, and I love hanging with you. So, yeah, you know, check him out. He's he's really funny. Thank and, you. of course, the man, the myth, and I'm not going to say legend again, but Don't Rory Rosegarden, uh, such a, uh, a pleasure to have you on the show, Thank even more you. of a pleasure to work with you and talk with you same, every day. Same, same, you're, same. You're great. And look at my uh, Instagram. Yes, look at Rory. Rory's got an Instagram. Um, Rory underscore Rosegarden. And don't fuck it up with a D, people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a T. It's a T. And I know people used to do that with my last name. But um, they put a D? They put it. Your e. name's Verzi. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, February 6th through the 8th, I will be at Comedy on State in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm thrilled about that. I also have dates uh, in Baltimore and uh, West Nyack. Uh, at Levity Live and please if you are in the New England area it is available right now get tickets I will be headlining my first major theater gig June 27th at the Wilbur Theater in Boston I love that city and that city saved my mother's life my brother went to Boston University I was at TD Garden with Burr I was at the Wilbur many times before with people and to get to get the nod to do it, tickets are available right now. It's amazing. June 27th. For all other dates, go to paulverzi.com. Check me out on Twitter, Instagram, SiriusXM Radio. Thank you for having me. Uh, enjoy this uh, hilarious bit by Ray Romano. And um, for everybody here, I'm out of here. Take care. 
You've been listening to a special presentation of The Verzi Effect. The Verzi Effect. Only on Raw Dog Comedy, Sirius XM 99.